following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is an exclusive presentation of Dallas Cowboys Breaking News. Football is back and so is the preseason as it's officially underway last night, Thursday night, in Canton, Ohio, the Dallas Cowboys took on the Pittsburgh Steelers and fell 16-3 the three to final score. And we're here in Oxnard, California, in the site of Cowboys Training Camp 2021, presented by American Airlines. And we're going to break it all down for you here on DallasCowboys.com. Kyle Yeomans alongside David Hellman, Mickey Spagnola. We've got Nick Eatman and Rob Phillips coming up a little bit later on in the show. But you guys get the first take, the first swings at it in terms of what you saw last night in Canton, and I'll, I'm go ahead and start with Mickey since you were actually on site at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium yesterday. What were your first accounts of this 2021 season? Well, I was reminded of preseason. <laughs> I was really preseason football's back, everybody. I was right. really looking yeah. forward to where you were going to go with that. Yeah, that <laughs> kind it, of was the, it for me. Was the lead to my column? It's like, oh, so that's what we missed last year, right? Yeah, uh, pretty dull game. But you know what? Both teams kind of did the same thing. Very few starters played on uh, either side of the ball. Uh, I think Pittsburgh had maybe three guys playing on offense and defense that were starters. So it was kind of what you uh, expected. So I think you have to kind of put the thing in context. You throw out the score, it really uh, doesn't matter. Uh, I thought from an offensive standpoint, uh, you know, Garrett Gilbert had some nice moments. Uh, You know, the protection wasn't the best, which was one of the worst things I think happened with the Cowboys with playing all uh, backups after that uh, second uh, series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it reminded me why alternative football leagues don't work because there's not enough offensive linemen to go around and there's not enough to go around in the NFL on your second and third team. And if the offensive line can't block, the quarterback can't operate. And if the quarterback can't operate, the wide receivers can't operate. So uh, I thought that was sort of the downfall of the, of the Cowboys. Uh, but uh, on the bright side, uh, I think Micah Parsons definitely showed why the Cowboys selected him with the 12th pick in the draft. And I think you have to remember that he had not played a game in till, uh, since late December. I think it was December 28th in the Cotton Bowl of 2019. And that was his first real game. And he went out there, and I, I felt like every play he was out there, I was writing something down about him. So uh, he was awfully, uh, awfully good. Um, and then after that, defensively, it's you know it's kind of hard to pick out uh, other guys. Um, you know, at times they they didn't get much of a pass rush, um, but they did kind of stop the run a little bit. Uh, so you know, all in all, probably the absolute best thing is is they emerged without an injury. There it is, there it is, Ooh. Mickey. That's the one. Uh, we, yeah, I, th- I think you you summed that thing. Do we have to do the rest of the show? Yeah, I don't know. I think it. All right, let's go. Let's hand off. <laughs> Thanks, Mick. But, Appreciate hey, it. They got out of it healthy. Um, you know, right? Like just thinking about what you just said. Yeah, like somewhere through the somewhere halfway through the third quarter, I was like, what are we even getting out of watching the rest of this? Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was just messy. It's hard to evaluate the quarterback. Other than the fact, I mean, Ben DiNucci went full shortstop last night. I feel like we hadn't. We haven't been seeing that as much out here at camp. I don't know if he reverted to that because the protection was bad or or maybe just in the adrenaline of the moment. But it was hard to evaluate the whole picture with the offensive line play being as bad as it was. Um, same can be said on the other side of the ball. I guess my predominant um, impressions were the guys that did get in looked good. Micah Parsons looked pretty good. I thought... You know, the rookies had a nice showing. Jabril Cox got to make some plays in the second half of that game. Even, you know, Nashawn Wright um, gave up the big completion to Chase Claypool. Thought that was a definite push-off. Thought it was fun to see him compete out there. Um, Lyle Collins probably played six snaps, but it looked like they were running right behind him when he was in there. He looked good. And nobody's hurt. Yes. Uh, Nobody's hurt, and we're back in Oxnard, which – and you think about, you know, they're going to be practicing, what, 20 – Five twenty-six yes. hours from now, so yeah. uh, clean bill of health coming out of the first preseason game is my big, big takeaway. And, and Mike uh, reemphasized after the game 
the fact that he had to regulate snaps in that game knowing that they right. had a practice against yes. the Rams on Saturday. So that's why you might have seen some guys come out a lot quicker. They may use them more in the, in the scrimmage. Uh, but, yeah, they, they they wore out that third string offensive yes, line. They did. I, think, I think Mike was being judicious with his better <laughs> players, knowing that they need to get some work against the Rams. Yeah. But I love that. Like the And I'm, I'm the guy that's always worried about injuries, and you don't want anybody to get hurt. But – you can't afford to be as worried about that with your down-the-line guys. You yeah. say, Jabril Cox, you haven't had a lot of opportunities in, in training camp. Get out there and be somebody, my yep. man. Get out there and, and play 40 snaps or however many he got. Uh, and it, it was fun to see a lot of those guys get that type of action where they didn't need to come out. I you, thought we were going to get to see, a, I would imagine, a preseason NFL record 99-and-a-half-yard run by Rico Dottle. He almost broke it. The guy got him by yeah. a, by a shoestring and yeah, uh, he had one other guy to he get had around. one guy. Yeah. yeah. It was it was pre- and he said it afterwards. He goes, "Yeah, man. It was 99 and a half <laughs> yards cuz <laughs> they had the full start and they backed him up 2 inches." He and... actually had a good game. He Rico? I, I thought oh. he did a really nice job. He was hitting the hole. Mm-hmm. If you looked at the other guys that well and and, and and Suwu, Suwu, Shewo, 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 Shewo I like that. We yeah. got to see mm-hmm. two back and got to see him in a one back set. So that might bode well for him uh, trying to make this this final roster. I I would put uh, Rico Dowdle's name on my fifty three in pin, like in a wow. pin. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think. I mean, he was he made he made it last year. He was impressive enough to make it without the preseason. Mm-hmm. You would think he's going to get a lot of run. He's got juice. He's a Surprisingly, un- like he's an underrated receiver. We've yes, seen it out here at camp. He did it yesterday. Caught a ball or two coming out of the flat. Um, and I just think he has differentiated himself from all the other backs here, not named Zeke or Tony. Yeah, and and Shaywell, you know, the, the practice squad is going to be 15 guys again. Mm-hmm. He gives you something as a fullback, as a runner. I think um, I don't know about the 53 for Shaywell, but I think both of these guys will be in the locker room this yeah, week. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And you know, he had a. Uh, it, it didn't end up in a touchdown uh, on the goal line, but he had a big block uh, to clear out a hole, mm-hmm. and then somebody didn't do their job on the offensive line. So I like, and I like the way he ran the ball. He caught the ball. Uh, so yeah, I, I was I was impressed with him. But Doddle, you notice the difference between him and those other backs behind him. Yes, they were dancing around before they hit the hole. He hit the hole the way you're supposed to. 5.4 yards per carry for Dowdle. He ended up with eight carries for 43 yards, his long of 25, which was by far the most impressive, maybe the most impressive offensive play the Cowboys had uh, over the course of the game. Maybe the other one was Shaywo Alanalua's 17-yard reception. He had out mm-hmm. wide to the right. Yep. Got a really good block from, uh, I believe it was Malik Turner on the outside. I'll have to go back and watch the film. But uh, I think both of those guys showed that they can be versatile in the backfield. You mentioned the offensive line, and sure, the protection was definitely not ideal yesterday from really all three standpoints, the the first, second, third string guys, quote-unquote, I should say, rotations of guys. Out of the six most utilized players last night in terms of snap counts, all six were offensive linemen. Matt Farniok led the way with 62 snaps. Second was Brandon Knight with 52, then Braylon Jones, then Terrence Steele, Isaac Alcron, and Eric Smith. Those were the top six snap getters in the entire game. So, so they, wore, they, wore the, they wore those guys out. They absolutely did. Now, Micah Parsons got 11 snaps yesterday to match his jersey number. And, uh, of course, you, like you said, the, the recovery on the fumble in the first drive was something that was really encouraging to see. That was a big confidence boost, I think, for a rookie in his first defensive drive. But he also made three tackles. He had one run stop. He, he did look impressive. Dave, what did you see? out of Micah Parsons yesterday that really bodes well for the rest of the preseason and getting into the regular season? I mean, there you, you can take both sides of that. Obviously, you know, the, the fumble recovery wasn't really anything that Micah Parsons did. It was a bumbled exchange. But right place, right time. No, that there's something to be said for that, and that's what he's done out here. Like, he's around the football, and people always say that's not necessarily a thing that you can coach. Like, instincts are a big part of this. So, you know, he didn't force the fumble. It wasn't some crazy, amazing play, but – you put yourself in those positions, you, you'll be able to make a lot of plays. Um, 
you know, I, we were talking about this right before we came on. I think Pro Football Focus said he was one of the highest graded players in the game. He was the number one defensive graded player on the Cowboys roster. Eleven snaps, okay, yeah. against. And it was actually it was eleven of thirteen potential snaps because he only played those first two series and right. I counted up the plays. I was going to give him thirteen, but he did come out. They they did some uh, rotation rotation stuff. stuff that first series. Point being, it's a very small body of work against a mainly second string Steelers offense, like. I think he played very well. I'm very encouraged. And, again, like I think of it as like a staircase. Like you start at the bottom. OTAs was super encouraging. Another step. He's you know, mixing and matching his identities. He's doing some play-calling stuff out here. Another step. He goes into his first preseason game. I mean, that's about as good as you can expect a first preseason game to look if you're only playing 11 snaps. So he ju- and, and he hasn't taken a step down that I've seen. Like he's just continually taking steps up. And, you know, I was the guy that – wasn't sure what his role was going to be or whether he'd be able to unseat some of these starters right away. I'm not going to bet against him at this point. I mean, he, like I said, he just keeps checking the boxes, keeps working his way up, stacking good days, to quote somebody who used to yes. work here for a really long time. On top of each other, right? Yep, absolutely. And, and, you know, and maybe the neatest thing, and I, I used it in my column for this morning, uh, after he got done uh, on the podium, um, doing his interview after the game he was getting ready to walk off and some guy walks up to him and says hey coach t wants to say hi well he was talking about mike tomlin oh yeah. wow and mike tomlin came around the corner and looked at him and you know tomlin when he gets that look in his eye and he goes you do your thing you keep doing your thing just like he uh, like he knew him like mm-hmm. you know they had some sort of prior he, relationship he he and does, done because you know yeah. harrisburg pennsylvania not far uh, and then Penn State. You say the head coach of the Steelers probably keeps a close right. eye on what's happening. And I would imagine he knew him, and he he yeah. he, he and he he kind of, you know, kind of popped him on the on the chest, and it was like, okay, there's a big compliment from the the guy on the other side who might have, if he had a chance. And I didn't look; I forgot where Pittsburgh drafted. They were back. They were the back because like, yeah. they took. Yeah. Clay, yeah. Was it Claypool? No, no they was, took uh, Najee. Oh, Najee that's right, Harris. Najee yeah. Harris. That's Claypool right. Was last year, that was third. last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so yeah, he was he was pretty complimentary of of what he did. So yeah, good start for a guy. It was funny. They sort of asked him, and he goes, "No." He goes, "You know what?" He goes, "I wasn't nervous." He goes, "I was more nervous in college games than I was in this one." He goes, "Because the uh, what we do defensively was very similar. Some of the the plays we run defensively to what I did at Penn State." But again, he hadn't done it because he didn't play last year. Mm-hmm. So to come out and play like that and did it in front of his family, uh, I, I I think he was pretty he was pretty pretty happy. Although at halftime when they interviewed him, he mentioned he made some mistakes. Well, yeah, okay, fine, no sure. one's perfect, right? But boy, uh, that w- that was a performance to let everybody know the Cowboys got something here. He, he's impressive, and that's. You know, it, it's one. You know, we're all out here at camp. You, the, you see the grainy cell phone videos that hit the internet. <laughs> but again, you know, people are excited for this game because it's their first look at the team in HD with all the camera angles, and you, you're not seeing it the same way through my cell phone camera as you are in a game. Right. And, uh, and I think fans should be excited that first opportunity. You know, national TV. He he showed up for sure. We'll and they, and they did the same thing with him that they've been doing out here. He started off when they went base four three, that strong side linebacker, and then he started playing the middle linebacker on the nickel uh, rotation. Um, yeah, pretty impressive. Yeah, he did definitely look good. We'll ask him again whenever week one comes around. He's got to face Tom Brady if he's nervous for that one. Yeah, we'll right. Have, yeah, we'll ask him uh, if it's not Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium and instead it's against the def- the reigning. Uh, champions, then maybe he'll be a little nervous. Uh, I want to talk about the the quarterback spot a little bit. And, and Dave, you mentioned it right off the top. It was really hard to evaluate some of these guys. But I want to start with Garrett Gilbert. Actually looked pretty good overall. 9 of 13 passing, 104 yards. He didn't have a touchdown, didn't have an interception, but he had a 93.1 passer rating. Looked confident, I think, in the pocket. He looked like a an NFL quarterback, somebody who could step up in an emergency situation, what were your thoughts on what Garrett Gilbert did last night? Yeah, I think you summed it up really well. I just, I, I thought he looked comfortable. I thought he looked poised. I'm, you know, I'm not convinced that this is the best that the Cowboys can do in terms of finding a backup quarterback. I think, you know, I, I think, and that, I said that last night, I think Garrett Gilbert is competing against whatever else is in the league right now. Mm-hmm. He is competing against somebody else's guy who's going to get cut or, 
Yeah, and not to throw out a specific name, but you know, there are players making too much money for their station on the team. Maybe you talk about trades, maybe you talk about being roster casualties. That's his competition. Because I really I think he is clear cut much better than the other two guys on this team. I thought you know, Cooper Rush wasn't he wasn't terrible. He had some really nice throws. His throw to Malik Turner that wound up being impressive. wound up being a fumble. Um it was a it was a heck of a throw, but I thought there were accuracy issues there. I thought his, the ball didn't look as good coming out of his hand to me as it did for Garrett. Um, obviously, the offense bogged down in the red zone when Garrett was in there, but let him downfield. It looked smooth and somewhat efficient when he was in there, and I don't think you could say the same for the other two. Yeah, he looked like he was in control. A uh, couple times he might have held the ball a little long, and, and then you don't know if there was nothing there and he just didn't decide okay i'm just throw this away um but yeah he you know and he had the one the fumble was a sack but but you know he drove them he had drives you know they're what was it it was first and goal at the five yard line right mm-hmm. and they they run the ball with doddle uh, up the middle that was the play that i thought uh olanalua had a nice block but they only got one yard out of it second down naseki gets just blown up. Yeah, he had a rough day last night. And, and, and so um, it, it ended up uh, in a sack, minus seven yards. And then third and goal at the 11. Here comes, uh, uh, I think it was I, it, it, it was 17. I think they blitzed. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, Naseki didn't pick up the blitz. And, and, he, and so it kind of blew up the play. So, oh, I know what it was. He blew up. He blew up the play, and uh, Turner broke up the pass. It would have been an interception. Mm, right, that's yes, what happened. Right. I had seventeen written down here. So yeah. Uh, so, but you know, he drove the ball, and I think the, that McCarthy talked about it afterwards. Talked about how we had long drives. You want to see good drives in yeah, preseason right. games. You want to see stacked on. Top it wasn't of each like other three and outs. You know? Exactly. And, yeah. and, and then, uh, yeah, Rush had some nice passes, but boy, you you mentioned the ball just doesn't come out of his hand quick. It's it like floats. he's got this long arm thing, it, right? It kind of dies when it has to go. Yeah. Like if it's got to go to the boundary or go too far outside. And then Danucci up and down, you know, he had a couple nice passes. Now he was working uh, with what we used to call in, in high school the nut squad. <laughs> you know, it was like that's when I got to go practice, uh, by the way. <laughs> that was uh, when Mick got yeah, his, yeah. his time to shine. Okay, what do we need out there? Okay, go play that position, right? we got to arrest somebody. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, he had a couple errant throws. And then, again, holding the ball. You know, and that was one of the things I thought he was starting to do better out here. He was getting the ball out of his hands. Uh, but here he started holding it, and then he had to run. Um, but, again, he just hasn't played much football, so. We'll see what happens there. But I think Dave's right. Uh, Gilbert's competing against the rest of the league if somebody gets released. It's Yeah, it's hard to imagine somebody on this team other than him being the backup quarterback. Yeah, it, but it's also you look at it at the same right and saying, are you feeling comfortable with him at the backup spot? Because right now it's not a for sure yes. And Not a for sure yes. We know how important the backup quarterback spot is. Saw That's, it last year. Right. So see it right now in camp. Dak Dak was out there doing some rehab this morning, uh, and it's uh, my understanding that you know we may not see him uh, until we get back uh, to the star. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it 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 you know if he plays, it might be the Houston game. Otherwise, he needs uh, and, and it. it 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 wasn't portrayed to me as a setback. It was always it was going to take this long to recover from that injury, and we call it a, a shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. But uh, it finally, got showed to me where it was, and it's the muscle from your back that comes underneath your arm yeah. here, hmm. and and that's what the problem is. I saw somebody say. Yeah, he, he 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 he's throwing with his shoulder, or or no? They said he was throwing with his left shoulder. I said, no, you don't throw with your shoulder. Yeah. You throw with your arm, right? But I don't know who wrote that. We had a really you might have, which you saw so much more than we did last night. But one thing we got to see was uh, they interviewed him on Fox at halftime, mm-hmm. and Terry Bradshaw put him right on the spot and was like, yeah, it's just what you just said. He's like, it's under your shoulder, right? It's not like your labrum or your rotator cuff, and. 
God bless Dak. He was like, yep, that's right. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway. He didn't want to give away you know, too much, he, right? He literally was like, yep, you're right, but we're not going to talk about it. Yep, we're going to move you gotta on. you got to do like hockey. It's an upper body injury. Right. I don't know anybody trying to hit me underneath yeah. my arm. But that that was the deal, and it wasn't from throwing too much. I was told that it was one throw. He tried to throw a deep ball, and he threw it weird at a at a weird uh, arm slot angle, uh, and that's what caused the injury. So it wasn't oh he didn't throw enough. His arm was tired. That had nothing to do with it. Got to hire an MLB pitching coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so you know he had somebody working with him out there. I didn't recognize who the person was, but. Uh, they, they. I, I guess somebody wrote that the Cowboys had contacted the Rangers about mm-hmm. pitching because pitchers have that injury. Um, huh. Usually, football players don't. Well, so he's worked with an old MLB pitching coach before. I wonder if that yeah, was who was out and there. that could have been. Um, so kind of downplayed that the other day on Talking Cowboys, and then they go out and do it. So, so. he was, he was, he was, he was, he had the like medicine ball, mm-hmm. and he was doing these things with it, like throwing it to the side for people that are actually watching us right sure. now. I'm uh, diagramming it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but we'll see where that one goes because, you know, you better have somebody ready just in case. Well, it's it's. I was thinking about this today. It's a funny – it's ironic. It's an ironic lesson to learn because, you know, what do we always do? Like we roll our eyes when coaches don't want to give timelines. We yeah. Say, Come on, just tell us what's what. Well, McCarthy did that, and he probably regrets it now because, yeah. it beca- you know, McCarthy said two or three days – and it becomes a story when Dak doesn't meet that timeline. But I don't think their opinion of what this injury was has changed in that no. entire time. It's just don't put yourself on a timeline because then if for some reason you need to change it, everybody freaks out. So. And, and, and Dak didn't help things when he, when he basically said during that interview, of, well, if I was in a game, I wouldn't have come I would have out. played through it. Right, right. or yeah. if it happened during the week, I would have done whatever I need to do to play. Well, they've got time here, so might as well use the yep. time that's on your side. No reason to rush things with, with Dak Prescott. Now, one of the things last night with Ben DiNucci, and we just talked about how he kind of reverted back to some of his old ways and some of the, at least found fundamentally-wise, did not look good last night. Now, he's not expected to be your backup quarterback. He is a developmental player. But did anything last night, Dave, change your mind about Ben DiNucci and what he could be? Moving forward, it's a preseason game. It's really only a second real NFL action. No. What else do we see from Ben DiNucci? I and I said this last night, and you know, Twitter during a Cowboys game is not a great place for nuance. <laughs> I don't know if you know that, but <laughs> I think um, we all know that. Or the next morning. Yeah. Well, really, ever. Um, I'm I'm dead serious when I say this. Remember a few years ago. Uh, how much use they got out of Jameel Showers as a scout team quarterback. And yeah. he had the athleticism and obviously played it in college. Um, he, he is a developmental guy. And you see, like, Ben, ben DiNucci has an impressive amount of athleticism. He gets outside the pocket very easily, probably too much, although I can't blame him too much considering the level of the protection there. Especially last night. But, I mean, he can make plays on the move and get outside the pocket, whether that's scrambling for yards or buying himself time. And... I think that makes him valuable as a scout team quarterback in the sense of, okay, we're, you know, we're playing a mobile quarterback this week. We need you to give us some looks. We need you to do this and that. I think he has real value there, and that could give him a chance to continue to play and develop his skill set. I, had, I hadn't seen anything going into that game that made me think he needed to be on the 53, mm-hmm. and I definitely didn't see anything last night that changes that opinion. So. I think he could have a future here at continuing to develop and help them in practice as a practice squad quarterback, but it's hard for me to see anything else based on anything we've seen to this point. There are still three more games, but that's how I feel right now. He's competing to be the developmental quarterback, yeah. whether that's the third one on the 53 or if they think he can get through waivers to put him on the practice squad. I think that's what's got to be his job. I mean, if you think about it, other than being a seventh-round draft choice instead of a fourth, he's sort of in the same situation when the Cowboys drafted Dak Prescott. He was supposed to be the third guy. He was mm-hmm. competing to be a developmental guy that could potentially down the road be your backup quarterback. And I think, you know, and we know how things turned out. Uh, but I think that's what Danucci, uh, that's got to be his goal, to be the developmental quarterback. Everybody's got one because, look, 
Go look at other rosters and see who the third and fourth quarterback are on some of these other teams. True. And you'll be sitting there going, who? They're what? late-round quarterbacks yeah. from small schools that didn't have a ton of college And success. go back and look in some of these. I bet half the teams in the league are looking at their backup quarterback scratching their head right now. So yeah. they're just not a bunch of guys out there. And there's definitely not, I mean, there aren't enough good quarterbacks for all 32 starting jobs. Yeah. We say that every year. I do just, you know, with – and, you know, y'all can get into that, and we're, we already have, but, like – there's a billion DBs on this team fighting for roster spots. The defensive line is a mess in terms of how many do you keep and who. And to this point, and they don't ask for my opinion. We all know that. But <laughs> to this point, I haven't seen anything that makes me think, well, they got to have – they got to keep a third quarterback. They, I mean, you know, yeah. plenty of NFL teams keep two and have a guy on the practice squad. And I just think this team has more pressing needs, and we haven't seen enough – from any of the quarterbacks not named Dak or Gilbert to that they should be worried about. Yeah, because if you want to go long in the secondary, right, you, you might need an extra spot. If you want to go long at the running backs, uh, you know, Alana Lua, uh, you know, you want them there's on the, a spot yeah. there if you want them on the 53. Um, so, yeah, I, I think at this point, uh, unless something dramatically changes, yeah, two quarterbacks – uh, and, and Gilbert needs to continue to, to, to step up to be that guy ready to go unless some team that drafted one of these quarterbacks in the first round says, okay, he won the job. Um, I've got an expendable oh. uh, you know, backup yes. veteran quarterback who has started games in this league, and it would be interesting to see what happens in Chicago. That's that's the one. That's There's the one, Mick. Every, but that's the thing is that there are 30 other teams looking at Chicago yeah. as well, along with the Cowboys. And depending on how happens. much money you have now and you know what it's going to cost. Yep. My thought is, though, if, if, if you're unemployed on August 30th, you're probably not going to sit there and, and, and you know drive a hard bargain unless you've got another team uh, that's in, interested in you. Yeah. I think there will be multiple teams interested in whoever does not end up in Chicago and moves forward. But – like you guys said, I think there is some competition whenever it comes to in-between positions to stay on that 53-man roster because you mentioned DBs. I think defensive lines there, too. You may want to take 10 or 11 defensive linemen based off of who you have in the middle of that interior. And linebacker, do you want to keep five linebackers, six linebackers maybe because of special teams in the, in the future? So maybe I, I think it's undoubtedly quarterback's probably going to be too deep with a practice squad player. And who's going to be on that practice squad? And, and that's what the comp competition is right now at that spot. I don't think they've got 11 offensive linemen you want to keep. I was, like, that's, good point. That's way too many. I don't think you would, I would keep rather 11 keep if you had linemen. good ones, right? But uh, right now they're probably down to maybe eight. And, and you, need, you would like nine or ten if you had them, but that's, I don't know. I agree with you, but, if I mean, with the injury histories of some of these offensive I know, linemen, I know. eight's not enough. If you got to claim somebody or make a trade, you do it. But And, I, I mean, I don't think anybody was overly impressed by what we saw from the offensive line as that game went on. But eight would make me incredibly nervous. See, this is why they're pushing the envelope on Connor McGovern as a backup center. Because they can save a spot. Connor if, Williams. Connor Williams, I said. I said McGovern. Oh, there's two Connors. Connor Williams. Uh, Connor you know, because they're, they're looking at from a, a salary cap standpoint, but also a number standpoint. Boy, if I can get that guy to do, you know, two things for me, oh, I, I'm in good shape. But other than, other than that, McGovern right now. Um, He's your sixth guy, and that's about it. And I don't know. <laughs> after that, you know, the – Backup tackle thing still not settled. I will. Um, I will stand up for Terrence Steele. I will too. Actually, I will stand up for Terrence Steele. I don't. I'm not saying he was amazing. And unfortunately, you know, hey, would love to be able to watch the all 22 of this game. Anybody, somebody, if we could get to Hello work there. on that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but I thought. I thought Terrence Steele. He seemed to hold his own. I didn't notice him getting bullied. He and, and he's been on the right side, right? Yeah. Mostly. Well, they. He played left. They've been experimenting a little left with him at left. Yeah. yeah, and so. Am I ready to say, like, yeah, he's my swing tackle and I feel good about it? No, but I'm also But he's not, worth probably keeping. Yeah, I'm not yeah. ready to move on from him. So that's seven. Yeah. And, yeah. Not, and haven't seen anything from Josh Ball, and he's hurt right now. Didn't go to Canton last night. Uh, Ty Insecki's first, you know, outing on TV as a Cowboy was not anything to get super pumped about. And, uh, and Brandon Knight, kind of the same thing. Hasn't been playing as much tackle at this camp. We know he has before. 
Yeah, I don't. I think I got seven that I feel okay about, and then I'm not sure. And then, then, then they're going to have to make a decision on Forniak if he, yep. if they think he's worth keeping as, you know, a guy that's inactive every Sunday. But we can develop this guy, and they did actually have him out there. I think uh, at guard, 62 uh, snaps, and he played back and forth yeah, between center, center and guard. And last guard night. Yeah. By the way, Terrence Steele, 48 snaps, nine of which came at left tackle, 39 at right tackle yesterday. Yeah. So he. Saw a little bit of time at both. That's pretty much a series at left tackle and four series yeah, at Yeah, Ball right needs tackle. to get himself healthy if he wants to get in the equation here now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely agree. Well, guys, thank you so much for your time. Hopping on with us, knocking out a quick 30 minutes. Always enjoy talking with you guys. By the way, for those of you watching, you can catch this exact crew starting tomorrow at 5 p.m. Central Time. The oh, Rams yeah. and Cowboys are that. practicing out here on TXA21 and DallasCowboys.com. We will kick off the coverage right up to the top of the hour, and you guys will be on for 30 minutes there. And then we'll have Nick and Rob and Nate Newton and Isaiah Stanback, who just landed in L.A. a couple hours ago as a part of our coverage there. So plenty more of David Hellman and Mickey Spagnola. When we come back, though, Nick Eatman, Rob Phillips, join us as we continue to break down the Hall of Fame game reaction and heading into the rest of Cowboys training camp here on DallasCowboys.com. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Continuing along here on this special edition of DallasCowboys.com coverage of the Hall of Fame game, Reaction and Cowboys training camp from Oxnard, California. Special thanks again to Mickey Spagnuolo and David Hellman. Now we're joined by Nick Eatman, Rob Phillips, DallasCowboys.com. I'm Kyle Yeomans. And Raising this thing up a little bit. Raising it up? Yeah. In terms of Whatever you want production to or are we talking physicality? Whatever. Short Whatever. jokes. <laughs> 45 <laughs> seconds in. Didn't take very long <laughs> to get into it. Uh, waiting for them to leave, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> goodness. Yeah, you waited for them to walk away. That's a cheap shot. Whatever. That's okay. Uh, four hours of sleep, if that. That's true. You less, less than that, I, right? There's no way. There's no way it's four hours. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize today was the day we have to mow the whole grass in the whole place. <laughs> I mean, the leaf blower is still bro blowing stuff around there. That's uh, awesome. Anyways. And you had an encounter with uh, a wild yeah, animal, so that Boston was fun. Kingdom over yeah. there. In my there you go. Yeah. Good song by the Toadies. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick, you were, yeah. like you said, running on very – short yeah. amount of sleep because you were in Canton. I, I started with Mickey last segment. I'm going to start with you. What were your thoughts of last night? Um, you know, it, football's back is, you know, I think that's what you said to kind of start the show, and, mm -hmm. and that's that can't be overlooked. I mean, didn't wasn't the greatest game ever. I think I've said that. It's not going into the Hall of Fame or anything <laughs> like that. Archives, ESPN Classic is 
not calling for this one. But, you know, that's what the game it, it was. You know, just see some individual efforts. And another thing that y'all touched on, no injuries. That was the best part. You get out of the game. You get to evaluate some guys. We know that's not how the Cowboys are going to look. We know that's not how the Steelers are going to look. But uh, it was good to kind of get back, get some football, and get some individual evaluations on some players. Yeah, you know, Twitter is the place where human emotions are just microwaved. <laughs> you know, everybody just wants to flip out. And, you know, there was a lot of those comments after the game. It's one guy tweeted, like, I'm done with this team. It's like, just cool. okay. hold All on. Right. Hold yeah. on. Just tap, tap the brakes. It's sloppy. It's always sloppy, especially in the first game. Yeah. Remember, they've had five padded practices. Five Damn. so far. So, And a lot of starters did not play. There were some good things, though, and I, I know you guys touched on the offense, but I will say the biggest thing that stood out to me was you're trying to find out who your backup quarterback is. Yep. Dak Prescott, they're not worried about the shoulder injury, but look, what happened last year, you got to be prepared. They don't have the money they did last year, I don't think, to spend as much as they did on an Andy Dalton. Garrett Gilbert did some things that made you feel better, I think. Uh, now, they had two field goal attempts out of those two drives and, and didn't get what they wanted. But that was a efficient drive up until they got inside the 10-yard line. So I think that one, number one to me, stood out uh, when you're looking at that competition. Yeah, he looked like a backup quarterback to me, and, and, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, yeah. that's, what he's yeah. trying to, that's what he's trying to do. He's not, if he was outstanding, he would be going for a team that, that needed a starter. I thought his throw coming out of the end zone there, I think, to Cedric Wilson, yeah. the 21-yarder. Um, I thought that was a really poised play. I, I actually tweeted this. I thought he looked less – he looked more uncomfortable than he did when he started against Pittsburgh back in November. He he felt – it just looked like it was real jittery, get the ball out quick. Mm. Uh, some of that could be with the, the the offensive line that was in front of him, you know, that might have eluded – I mean, he, yeah. helped with that. Um, but I thought the second drive, you know, he kind of got out there – or maybe it was the third one where he threw, you know, out of his end zone, made a nice throw – he he's got some things that I think you can work with. You get the you know if he has to play better guys around him. I think Rob, I agree. I think he'll be fine. We talked a little bit about the offensive line uh, in that early segment. We didn't get a chance to talk wide receivers, so I want to get a chance to, to hit on that. Anybody stick out from a pass catcher standpoint? Because Dalton Schultz was really good early on, and then it was a mix of guys late. Well, Nick had it in his five plays, which I applaud you for writing a five plays column. Yeah, that was hard to in do. In that game. Sponsored. That's why you didn't have any. Uh, yeah. Sponsored. Five plays that shaped the game. I, yeah. The Noah Brown catch. <laughs> on, I was, was the, punching air at one point during the day about that one, but it's okay. No. Was it the first drive, the Noah Brown yeah. slant? For the, I mean, that's yeah. like you said, he's a big bodied receiver. That's a type of route he can run and be successful at. And, and they hit him right in stride, and it got him into position to try to score. Right. Cedric Wilson did some nice things. Cedric Wilson, I feel like Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson, certain fans or whatever, they, they want to cut both guys because they're making a lot of money for fourth and fifth wide receivers, and yeah. they drafted a wide receiver who's got talent. But don't forget what Cedric Wilson did when Dak Prescott was healthy yeah. before the injury last year. Seattle game, yeah. two touchdowns. And Noah Brown quietly played quite a bit at wide receiver last year and did a pretty nice job. And as he told us a couple days ago, I'm finally healthy. So I yeah. thought both those guys stood out. Sean McEwen might be the third tight end on this team. Yeah, yeah he's, he, he, just, he just makes plays. A blocking tight end who can produce in the, in the receiving game as well. I mean, Are we calling him a, a little blocker? bit of both. That's what he was last year. That's what he did the majority yeah. of the time. A little bit. He didn't play much, period. But, yeah, yeah that was part of his part I mean, of his you know, he, he wasn't a receiving tight end. He Michigan played 14 either, games last year, which yeah. I, I, I didn't realize that. it was like 38 that. snaps or something. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't get a lot in there. But um, another play I put in that five points, again, you're just trying to see through the game and, and visualize stuff. You know, Rico Daddle mm -hmm. out in the flat makes a catch over the middle. Nice play. That's a play that, that makes me think what Tony Pollard or Zeke will do, uh, lining him out there and letting everyone go, letting him kind of cut underneath. I could see Tony Pollard making a catch like that uh, and maybe, you know, obviously having a bigger play. So, you know, you're seeing concepts from uh, Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn and all that, and I thought that was kind of interesting on, on just some of the things we saw early. You mentioned Dan Quinn and getting his first – reps with a, a revamped defense with, the, I guess, the Cowboys defense in general in a game action. 
What did you see from the secondary, Reggie? Robinson got a ton of snaps yesterday, played 30 snaps, 15 of them in, in run defense, 15 of them in coverage, straight down the middle, forced a fumble in the game mm -hmm. as well. What did you guys see from some of the secondary players that we've kind of been waiting a while to finally get our eyes on? Well, I'll get back to Reggie Robinson in a second because there was a play he did not make that I think mm -hmm. would really hurt him. wasn't even in on defense. But um, in the secondary, you know, Nation Wright stands out because he's 6'4", mm -hmm. and he's tall and lanky. It's easy to watch. It's easy to watch. <laughs> and, um, yeah. But I thought, you know, I thought he did what, he did okay. You know, I, I talked to him after the game. He said he made a rookie mistake there with, with – Claypool. Claypool on the sideline. Um, That's a tough draw for yeah. his first game as an NFL player. He was running with him pretty good. He actually said, I was holding him, so that's why he put his Pushed arms off. up like that. He, puts his, he put his arms back, and then he kind of – Claypool did kind of push him, but not mm – -hmm. you know, Michael Irvin would have had no career if they if they called push-offs <laughs> and stuff like that, you know. But, um, you know, I thought it would be still made five tackles, and, and it was to his point. He said, look at me. I mean, I'm a, I'm a tall, lanky corner. No one thinks I can I can play and mix it up. So I'm, I'm glad I got in there and tackled and showed people some things. So I thought Nashon um, was a guy that stood out. Speaking of guys who stand out, Israel McQuamu is 6'4 yeah. as well. Made some and plays. Yeah, you know, I think one of the pass breakups he had in the middle of the field was an example of his arm length and just yeah. being able to close with his arms and get his hands on the ball. That's, I mean, he's a guy that they're trying to develop at a different position. So you gotta, you got to maybe temper your expectations in year one, but right. there are traits there that they like and they want to work with. So, again, yeah, I mean, Kyle, it's, it's one of those things where I guess every draft pick on defense, seven out of eight, Golston's still on, on PUP, all got a chance to get in there. And, and you saw some, some things from different guys, not only in the secondary, yeah. but in the front seven, too. I like you bringing up Israel Mukwamu because he was targeted twice yesterday, had the one PBU over the middle where he got up and celebrated a little bit, had some fun with that. But they really used him in a couple of different ways. They used him in the box for 19 snaps. They had him as the, the, the free safety outside of that for 17. So he saw a lot of game action. They used him on a couple different ways. And as a guy who switched from corner to safety – full-time now he played a little bit of both at South Carolina but the full-time switch he looked like he was comfortable back there and I think that's important for a guy who's still trying to find a roster spot yeah and also you know let's remember where he played I mean he played in South Carolina where you know JC Horn was the corner exactly for most right. of that time so they had a lot of secondary yeah, guys back yeah there. and I think that his role at safety is probably going to be covering tight ends maybe playing some in the slot so any corner or any safety that does have corner skills, but he looks like a safety. That's I think that I, he's making the team. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think he's making the team. I, I don't agree. know if he's going to be active. I think I have him as well. Yeah, he's he's. You got your fifty-three. I do somewhere. Got I don't have it locked down here. Mm -hmm. I mean, see people I on playing around with see it. people on Twitter. They're like, did did so and so make the team over him? I'm like, can we not finish? <laughs> it's the only season? it's only week one. <laughs> I, like, I wrote as of August first oh, on my list. Well, so you know, good. for years yeah. we used to take that 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 same flip card and we'd do our fifty-three oh, yeah. and yeah, that's and, what I do along the way. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean. It's a veteran move for a guy who's at his first training camp, right? Yeah. Just remember this. Hey, uh, yeah, no, but you're right. It's, it, it's, still, it's still super early on. Now, you, you mentioned Reggie Robinson. I'm curious to okay. go back to what so, play you're talking about. There was about. a punt return. I think the Steelers um, forgot who, Baxton, Buxton, something like that, went like 25 yards, 30 yards. So I'm watching it, and I see on the, the left gunner spot is, and they were, they were punting right to left. So the left gunner spot um, was was Robinson. He got double teamed and never got off the line, like ever. Like he, you know, the punt was forty five yards down mm -hmm. the field. He didn't get fifteen yards down the field. He was jammed up and kind of into the bench. And that whole left side, the guy took it, and he, he's supposed to be there. And he didn't even make the tackle. He was still getting blocked. I think nice wonder. Either had to make the play or, or something. Yeah. You, know was, that, you know that's a problem in coverage if that's happening. <laughs> right. When the punter makes this play. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, yeah it's, not never, good. it's never good. Yeah. And, and that, that wasn't his you know, worst night, worst <laughs> play. Of the, no. Hey, can we just say, the guy's, a, the guy's a punter. I mean, he's a punter. Oh, yeah. He's a punter. and uh, he, Hunter the punter yeah. has a better ring as Hunter right. the kicker. Right. Yeah. I mean, doesn't work. Well, I mean, they're, they're trying to give... I, you know, Greg Zerline's not ready to go nope. with the back surgery. He's coming off of that. Brian Anger, I guess, is the punter week one because Seems they're, like they're resting him, getting him to the to the season, I guess. But 
can you let Nice Wander practice some kicks in practice? I mean, that, I'm, I'm a little surprised. We've all said it. Like, I think he's had three attempts. Three attempts, and he's done, like, ghost kicks the rest of the time. And right. Mickey asked Mike about it, and he said that's just part of the install. It's, they, it, we were talking about this on Talking Cowboys the other day. <laughs> it used to be a, an event for us with our notepads charting Dan Bailey every freaking yeah. day in practice. Did it last and, year. Yeah, and and, and they just haven't kicked in this camp for whatever reason. So, well, but but again, he's kick. he's yeah, but he's not a kicker. You're right. He's no, a, he's, he's a punter. He, he's a punter, and 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 I think he's a good one. And I just he don't is. understand really why you have to why you have to limit anger. I mean, he's only played he's played four team on. I think this is his fourth team. So yeah. he's been a cap casualty. I think a couple times, but you know, I don't know. I don't know why we're we're limiting his snaps. Yeah, I guess you would call it. Anger management. Was, oh, you would call oh, it. that's that you would be a headline. That's what you would call that's, it. That's that's pretty good. That. Anger. Have okay, we said that one? That's no, that's, that's my roll call headline. Pretty darn good. Oh, is it really? really? Before camp? I don't read that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, Sorry. interesting. It's a great site. It's, well it's a great part. website. <laughs> it is DallasCowboys.com. Everybody, <laughs> if you're not on it, and jump on the bandwagon. We now. did have anger management. Yeah, I stole that from you, Ron. Good movie. Sandler Nicholson. That's the thing. William's over here nodding. William will give you his thumbs up approval on headlines. Yeah, good headline, bad. bad headline. Yeah, he'll tell us yeah. when it stinks. What was yep. the one you told me? You, you, you for two days you were so happy about that one. Oh, because Lyle Collins had, yeah, had had lost a little weight, and I said, "Lean on me, boy." You must have loved that movie, William. That's it's a, a great one. movie. That's a good top one. three. Top three. For yeah. Me. Uh, anybody else on special teams stick out to you yesterday? Good or, good or bad? bad. I was about to good say or good bad, or bad. I mean, overall, special teams was rough, yeah, to say the least. I mean, if you had one word to describe it, it would be rough. It, it always, I mean, the whole game was it, probably there. It right. always is. Special teams is is a you're a double A, you know, manager in in baseball. Double mm. A. I mean, if if your guys are really any good, they get plucked and go somewhere else. So every time you have to kind of just you know make. You know, lemonade. It really like is something what you, out of what you yeah. have to do. And so, you know, in the first game, you know, it, it's never going to be great quality. I mean, really, any of the preseason games. I, th- I think every year I remember we would do stories like, what's wrong with the special teams? That's mm-hmm. because, you know. Because they're trying some stuff out. <laughs> I was thinking of what Joe D. Camillus used to call the players, <laughs> you know, that, that were playing out there that weren't necessarily going to make the team. You just got to fill it, fill it up. Speaking of Joe D. Camillus, he should be coming out here tomorrow with his Rams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anybody hmm. else from the Rams that we know? Um, uh, I think so. Anybody from the Cowboys used to be at the Rams? Besides the whole special teams unit, say like <laughs> McQuaid and Foster, everybody. Yeah, yeah, you're you're exactly right. Um, let's go back to defense a little bit and talk about that defensive line. Looked like there was some good push up front. I, I thought. Now there weren't any big time sacks, and there really wasn't a huge splash play from the defensive line. But I thought Quentin Bohanna had a nice day. Yeah, uh, I thought. Uh, Terrell Basham and, and limited snaps. Carlos Watkins, Osa Digizua. What did you guys see? Rob, we'll start with you on the defensive line. You just named both guys I was going to name. Quinn Bohanna, uh, he was on my two to watch that wow. we had before the game. Just because you watch him out here, and he's 330 pounds, but he doesn't move like it. And they drafted him mainly to be space eater in the middle, help stop the run. But you're seeing what he can do in terms of movement off the snap. What makes you think, well, maybe he can he can give him some pass rush inside as well. And Dan Quinn's right. scheme, it's kind of like Rod Marinelli, Nick. They want to get up, up the, the field. field. Yeah. So maybe he can help in that regard. And I thought Osa had a couple nice rushes too mm-hmm. that helped force quick throws and helped him get off the field yeah. defensively. Did um, In your first 30 minutes, did any of those guys talk about Micah Parsons? We did. You talked about him. Yeah, we did talk about Micah. I felt like Mickey was, you know. I think that was, was what we let off with, yeah, actually. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Mickey just got a column right I now. I sat next to Mickey on the plane, and he was he was, <laughs> he was hammering away on the on the Micah Parsons thing. And that and, was his his guy going into the draft, and he was the one happy guy. But see, yeah, he wants to say it's just him. No. But the Cowboys had him rated higher than both corners they liked, right? I yeah. don't believe and that. And on our show, well. You don't believe that? <laughs> I do not believe that, even a little bit. I know they say that. But I, I don't I, believe I it. I think it's true. I, so? I believe it. I believe I it. I don't think I believe it. Now, what were they going to do it. if a corner was sitting there? They probably would have taken it. They were the still going to take it. You don't yeah. always, you don't, hmm. That's why you don't always stick to your board. I mean, it's true. Yeah. They, they've admitted that. They were going to take corner. I do believe he was the highest rated. But then again, if you're not going to take him, then then what, what does it matter? That's <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> What's your I, ratings I mean, mean? If we're not going to go right, to the board. Yeah. Now, um, I just, I, I'm sure they've said it. I mean, we'll say it again. Maybe Parsons is just a guy that, that 
you know, he, the ball the ball found him in this mm-hmm. one, but he he's typically the guy that 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 finds it. Um, he's he's just going to be fun to watch, you know. Yeah. And I think I think we can't discredit. I had I actually talked to Stephen Jones a little bit before uh, the game, mm-hmm. and we were talking about about Parsons. He said just the fact that he played all these spots. Not all rookies can actually handle the workload of what you know what this guy does at this spot, what he does here. It's one thing to line him up all over the field, but to, to be able to do it and learn the system for all those spots is amazing. That's a great point because as an athlete, you look at Micah Parsons, you say he's going to fit in wherever you put him. But from a mental standpoint, yeah. especially after not playing a football game <sighs> for year, over yeah. a year and a half, then you turn up and you're you're in training camp and you go okay here's three different spots we want you to try and play at do three hundred yeah. different things with it and be successful. I asked Mike McCarthy that the first week out here because it kind of reminded me I was trying to think of something similar and maybe Byron Jones in 2015 Ooh. you know they had him working at like every secondary position. Good point. Yeah. And the question becomes like how much is too full a plate early? Mm-hmm. And and Mike said maybe early on a little bit too much on his plate. Dan Quinn basically says, I'm, I'm going to keep putting stuff on his plate because he's shown he can handle it. Mm-hmm. And, and if you notice, between series, they're always talking. And I, I don't think it's been too big for him. And we did see him again in some different spots. Dave and I talked about it on that first series. He could have had a tackle for loss if he'd taken maybe a little bit different angle. Um, talking about the run play outright? Yes. Or I guess um, it was Steelers left. He was going out right. Yeah, defensively. That, yeah, that's the mm-hmm. one. Uh, obviously, the fumble recovery. The second series, he had an, a blitz up the middle that uh, that that forced a quick throw. Yeah. Also, a tackle. I think he stopped Najee Harris for a one yard gain. He he was just productive. He was yeah. just around the ball, and and it is exciting because you kind of don't know where he's going to be any given snap. Right. If we're going to take it to the next level of linebackers. Um, well, I did. I also think Leighton Vanderesh. I thought looked pretty good out there too. Definitely looked good. Um, you know, he only had five snaps, but he looked good in those five. Snaps. I thought, he, yeah, I thought he played well. Luke Gifford, that's my is, guy. is starting to get back into the what he what he Man, showed. He definitely is. And you know, we we just put Jabril Cox just over him, and and that's not the case at all. Like Gifford, you know, now Cox is gonna. He's he's still gonna work his way in there. Didn't he made a special he made the only special team yeah, tackle, did. right? He had mm-hmm. five tackles on defense as well. Who? Luke. Oh Gifford. Gifford. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Who who's uh, who's the new corner? Um Tyron, Tyron Brown. Brown. Yeah. Two tackles for loss. Yeah, he's pretty good. I might have been and we haven't really seen a whole lot of I, might, I was like where I might missed that one. That, that was the thing is we were looking at him in, in practice at training camp, and you didn't get to see a whole lot of Brown. No. And then he comes out and he makes two tackles for loss, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. there you go. And There's, so did Kennedy. Kennedy was Kennedy there, too. Made he made a couple too. good mm-hmm. plays. Yep. I, I think uh, Azur Kamara off of the edge, yep. he had three pressures yesterday, was probably the closest to getting a sack. He had two hits Azur on a quarterback. Kamara is maybe the leader in training camp of guys we haven't talked about. I would agree with that. There's always you, yeah. look, you look at the roster and you're like, Oh, he's there. And so, and another guy that actually had a, had a nice catch, I believe, Aaron Parker. Like, we don't really talk about Aaron Parker. I talk about Aaron Parker. I like Aaron bad. Parker a lot. Good. Was he was that was that was me like puffing oh. up a little bit. Uh, okay. I, I, I liked remember. him in training camp last year, and I think ends. if he would have had a if he would have had a preseason a year ago, I think Parker would have shown out. He well, might have. He was playing well in preseason. I mean, training, training camp. camp. Yeah, for sure. It just comes down to a numbers thing. I it's mean, how such a how many thing. spots are open at wide so, receiver, linebacker with Kamara? Uh, cornerback for Kyron Brown, it just there just aren't spots. Now so, there's more practice squad spots. That's such a good year. point. So when you're evaluating receiver, Malik Turner, oh, good man. or bad? Both, <laughs> both, <laughs> right? Both. You had, you had a good day. Led the team in receiving. Had 47 yards on five receptions, and then he had hang the big turn. Yeah, got to hang on to the ball. On the best play he had too. The uh, best yeah. play he had, and he turns around. And he fumbles. Who the threw ball. that? A rush? Cooper Rush. Yeah. Way more good than bad if you factor in everything out here. But as we talked from about, from Malik Turner, from Malik Turner. Okay. Although we, not the game. Not the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. No, yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, but as we've talked about on talking Cowboys, like there, how many times have we talked about receivers in off-season workouts, training camp, get to the games, and it can be a different story. Yeah. So you got to be able to translate it over these next three games because again. I don't know if there's spots open at wide receiver. There might be a six spot open, yeah. but that might be it. Uh, yeah, sorry. 
What was that for? Mountain Dew. I know you could. <laughs> you need, you need some caffeine? <laughs> I am. I am a little bit. I think uh, we all are. I mean, I mean I'm sure you guys yeah. have stayed up. I mean, there's yeah. a reason I went and grabbed it. Um, well, you know, I was on the plane, and uh, I was about to go to sleep, and they had a, mu- a movie playing, and I was Creed 2, which is one of my Ooh, favorites. So I was like, so right, good. Fell right. into it. Yeah. I Creed, kinda... Creed, the original Creed, better than anything in the Rocky series. My opinion. Okay. See, you're just looking for an excuse to stop the show. What? That's a strong take. It's a strong take. It's a strong, it's a strong take. It's accurate. It's accurate. No, it's good. It's good. It's up. I mean, it, it, it's up in there. It's up there for sure. I don't know. The oh, gosh. Rockies. I don't know. Hmm. You even watched any you. of them, Kyle? I have. Young Buck. I, I don't think I've watched Creed 2. But I've watched Creed and you were, the rest of the Rockies. Yeah, you so. were minus twenty five when, yeah. when Rocky, the original Rocky, came That's out. That's exactly right. But it's but great. You can't Check watch. You can't watch Creed two if you don't see all the Rockies because there's there's a lot of stuff. A lot in of there. stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like the Marvel movies. They all kind of intertwine. You got to see them all in a specific order mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah, true. To really I'm, get it. I'm um, at zero there. Yeah, no, I'm sorry so about you. You can um, take the headset up there. I, I, <laughs> my next. William, my, William's about to throw his headset. Right. My next Marvel movie will be the first. Be the but first. Whatever. I don't know how you've gotten through that. Um, pretty, pretty well, actually. <laughs> just keep watching <laughs> Rockies. <laughs> yeah, just keep going back to it. We talked a little bit about safety, and of course, that's been a, a topic of conversation throughout training camp. And we only got a couple minutes left. But what did you guys see in the rotation at safety yesterday that stuck out to you, outside of maybe what Mukwamu did and back behind that defense? It, it was just, I mean, limited snaps for Casey, right? Right. I mean, he was out there for was it one series? Six snaps total. Six snaps. It's just such a small sample size. And Wilson size. was on ball cap, right? Yes, Wilson. yes. He didn't play. I believe Curse started opposite or next to. Yeah, Curse played the most out of at least those initials. Oh wait, no, never mind. Curse uh, only had six snaps as well. I think that's a throwaway game for safety. Safety. I mean, I mean, Millie Cooker's gonna eventually get in, into this mix because mm-hmm. he's gonna play more, uh, obviously. Donovan Wilson. I mean, the Steelers, the Steelers receivers and tight ends should probably feel be good about that. They'd be happy that he wasn't out there because he's going to hit. Yeah, I mean, he's he doesn't really care. He's just going to go out there and hit. And um, so, no, I, I think you know we'll see what happens in Arizona. I, I'm a little curious about Arizona. We've done this once before, where we have a long training camp mm-hmm. and you go to Arizona, and it was not so good. <laughs> it was not good out there. You know, when when, when you know, when the end is near and, you know, yeah. getting back home and all that, you got this one more stop mm-hmm. to make. It's never really a good game there. Well, I mean, we, we talked about this on our local TV hit this morning with Kyle. The, but, you know, the Rams coming in, I don't know how much you guys talked about it the first segment, but that is like a preseason game and a half these mm-hmm. last three days here. I mean, between Steelers and now Rams. Mike, is he's balancing his playing time in the Steeler game, he says, based off of, What's coming on Saturday? Now, look, I you're never going to play most of your starters in the preseason opener Hall right. of Fame game. But he's looking at this like it's a competitive practice coming up here. Yeah. Um, not a live practice, but, you know, another team coming in and get some good situational work coming in. But defensively, yeah, I think in the secondary, I, there weren't any busts from the safeties that I saw. That's good. That's a good point. Communication, you're still looking for that communication to be better with Dan Quinn, and I think it has been out here for the most part. Um, and then, hey, Run defense, 2.5 yards a carry for the Steelers. That's good. That's yeah. progress. And, again, it's not all the starters in here for the Dallas defense. But, uh, you know, for a Steelers team that has struggled last year to run the ball, that continued in this game anyway. Yeah. And I know you didn't get a chance to hear it, Nick, because you were probably on the field during, doing your pregame hits. But Troy and Joe talked about it a little bit. When it came to the Steelers, their number one knock last year as a team was not being able to run the football. They addressed that in the first round last year with Najee Harris and, and the 24th overall pick, and they wanted to establish the run early. You could see that. The whole first half was them trying to establish the run, and the Cowboys held them to 76 total yards over all four quarters in terms of run defense. Yeah. And you shut them out in the first half. I think that is something positive. Yes, the final score was 16-3. to Throw that out the window that first half was impressive to me in terms of the uh, imp- yeah. the improvements they've made in the run defense. Well, I, I, you know, Pittsburgh was kind of running a little bit early there, and I thought the Cowboys got fortunate with that botched 
snap, bought snap, and play. That's true. That, that first drive was so was they moving. they were kind of moving it there. Yeah, I think you know I think we'll see a a, a bend but don't break defense, and and I think that's that's not what we saw last year. We just saw just give up sixty yard passes and eighty yard passes <laughs> over the top and five you know, yards of carry right, on the run. Right, but yeah. you know, but you. Know, Depends on where you're bending. If you're bending a little bit of re- receivers, that's fine. If, if they're running the ball four, five, six yards, that's not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I think that they got to fix some things up. But, um, you know, and, and nobody, nobody's throwing, you know, the, the, the swirl ice creams with the, with the sprinkles and stuff like that. I mean, it's vanilla. It's vanilla yeah. all the way. And just boring, you know, <laughs> stuff out there. No tutti frutti until later on. Yeah, you're making me hungry. Yeah. Now we're going to go get lunch. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Are you kidding me? Okay. Let's Hot go. California sun. Uh, really quickly, in ten words or less, what are you looking for tomorrow in the Rams practice? Try not to get into a big fight and that's, uh, that's have some one. productive football out there. Okay, Rob. Uh, Interior offensive line against Aaron Donald. <laughs> if we see Aaron Donald, I, think I, I hope will. we do. I think we will. I think that would be really fun. Tyler Biotish, Connor Williams, maybe Zach Martin, depending on how much teamwork let's, they give him. That would yeah, be fun. Let's go. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun matchups. Jalen Ramsey coming to town, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Matthew Stafford, lots of stars coming and converging on Oxnard, California tomorrow. Nick Eatman, Rob Phillips will both be on that coverage tomorrow. I'll be on there as well starting off 5 p.m., Central Time at 3 p.m. Pacific Time here on DallasCowboys.com and also on TXA21. want to thank you for being with us here over the last hour. Breaking down the Hall of Fame game. We'll be back throughout the week. More training camp coming from Oxnard, California, presented by American Airlines. But for Rob and Nick, I'm Kyle saying so long from Oxnard. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!